Have you got a course idea and you're wondering if people will buy it? There's only one way to find out. Stay tuned for more. Welcome to the Lou Blakely Show. You're in the right place if you're a service provider who is ready to transition into a more freedom-based business model with digital products. In this podcast, I share with you a unique combination of launch strategy, energetics, and mindset to create true, long-lasting success. It's time to ditch the burnout for good, create the business that you truly want, and share it with the world. Let's get started. Welcome to the Lou Blakely Show. In this episode, I'm going to be chatting all about how to test out your new course idea. Because of course we don't want to spend forever creating a course or program, only to find out that no one wants it. In this episode, I'll be sharing why market research isn't really going to be that helpful here, the power of the pre-sale, and what to do if no one buys. Let's get into it. Look, I get it. You want to know if people will buy your course before you put all that effort in, and understandably so. Firstly, I do not believe that market research around your actual offer is going to help you here. There's a lot of advice out there that I've seen that I don't really agree with when it comes to testing out a course idea. And I just like to kind of address two of those common pieces of advice that I see given out when it comes to testing your offers. So the common advice is to approach people you know who fit your ideal client profile and ask them if they would buy your course once you share the idea with them and how much they would pay for that. To me, in my experience, this is very flawed because people saying that they will buy something and actually buy something are completely two different things. So someone saying they'll buy something is not the same as someone actually getting out their credit card out of their wallet, potentially going to that effort and putting the numbers in and processing the transaction. They are two totally different things. And if you ask someone how much they're willing to pay, of course they're going to say as cheap as possible because that suits their agenda, not yours. Now, the second common piece of advice that I see floating around is that you should offer your course for free or very low cost the first time around so that you can test the demand and get some testimonials so that next time when you do charge for it or you charge the proper price, you already have some testimonials. I don't agree with this advice because it's not a real test. So if you're giving it to people for free, first of all, it's very unlikely that they would have paid for it. So it's not a true gauge of demand. And it's very unlikely they will complete it because they have no skin in the game. Therefore, you won't be able to keep them engaged and it's unlikely they will ever be able to offer any feedback or a testimonial because they had no reason to actually finish it. Like they're just doing you a favour. They don't value it. They haven't spent money on it. Not only that, but it's very unlikely that in the real world situation, they would have really purchased it at the real price. So therefore, you're not actually getting a true response when you ask for their feedback. I think you've got to be very careful doing this. I'm not entirely opposed to a beta round, but you should definitely be charging for it. And the price shouldn't be that far off what you plan to charge in the long run. So... For example, if you're planning on selling your program for 997, 
you don't want to be giving it to people for fifty to a hundred dollars. Like I would be aiming more around like the seven hundred to eight hundred mark. So they're still getting a deal that they're never going to get again, but it is way more up there to basically get them to commit because only then once they show commitment is it really a true representation of the demand out there in your market so if you're giving it away or charging a very low price it is definitely not a true representation therefore the feedback that you get you really need to just take that with a grain of salt and another thing it's about valuing yourself here If you have expertise in an area that is in demand, that other people are wanting to learn, then value yourself, back yourself. If you value yourself, then others will start to value you too. It starts with you. So let's scrap all that stuff. And back to the market research thing, you might be like, what? You're saying market research doesn't work? Market research is definitely useful as a someone who's been in marketing my whole career, I have definitely used market research a lot. It is very useful, but it is more to be used in the earlier stage of the process when you're firming out, like getting ideas around what problems your ideal customer has, where they are now, where they want to be, their desires, and so on. Now, what you can learn from that market research can then inform what you should be creating But the market research itself is not useful for asking people if they would buy something. It's just not really going to serve you. So you actually use market research to decide on what you're going to offer and what there is demand for in the marketplace. But once you've created that offer, don't use market research at that point. Actually, you need to go and test the market. Because the only way to gauge interest is really to put the offer out there. Everything else is just an assumption. Which brings me to my next point, the power of the pre-sale. Pre-selling your course means that you firstly put together the offer so you know exactly what's going to be on offer and then you offer it to the people who you think might be interested. Now this doesn't necessarily mean a launch. It can sometimes mean a launch but not always. Sometimes you might already have a list of people who have put their hand up to work with you in some way, shape or form but you didn't have anything at the time that served them. So you could actually go out to these people individually and offer them your new offer and and just kind of gauge interest on who actually takes it up. So however you want to do it, whether it's a launch or going with that more kind of organic way, and, you know, maybe I'll film an episode on that another time because it is a really good strategy. Regardless of which one you choose, you sell the course and then create it. Now this is vital because you know that people are willing to buy it before you spend all that time creating it because people have actually purchased it. Because creating a course is no joke. It can involve hours and hours and hours of your time putting together lesson outlines, creating all the materials, filming videos and so on. So you want to know that there is demand and if there are already people who have paid for your course, then you know that it's worth your time. Now some people believe that this is unethical But it's not, unless you're planning on selling something and not following through, which let's face it, like, I don't know anyone that would do that. I actually think it's really smart. It's not that the offer doesn't exist, because it does. Pre-selling involves having a very thorough course outline and offer put together before you offer it to anybody, because you've obviously got to have the offer created in order to sell it so that people know what they're buying. 
It's just the actual content inside the course that needs to get put together after the sales date. It really is the only way that I recommend to get started with an online course. And if you are doing a launch this way, where you're pre-selling it, a good option is to be very transparent with a start date for the course. And you can make this a week or two after the doors close to give you some time. So this means that you have time to go from sales mode into creation mode and get a really good head start on the content inside before anyone is in there. And then you can also drip the content out week to week until that content is all done. And there you have it, all the content created for a course and a proven offer all in one. Now this is far better than spending months creating a course and then you go to launch it and nobody buys. Because as I said before, the true test about whether there is demand for your offer is actually offering it like doing a launch, however you want to do it, you actually need to get feedback from the market and that feedback is whether they're willing to pay for it or not. Do they see the value in it? And if so, they will buy it. So the beauty of the pre-sale method is that you've really tested your market as to whether they will buy or not. If they don't, then you really haven't lost anything. You didn't spend months creating a program that no one is interested in. You will have so many learnings and hopefully some feedback around why the software wasn't appealing. And you, hopefully you can find out what people do actually want. So you can take what you've learned and try something different. So what should you do if no one buys? So with any launch, whether it's a pre-sale situation or something else, I recommend reaching out to your audience after the doors close and ask them why they didn't buy. Ask them to be honest that you can handle it <laughs> and you'd actually be really interested in their genuine feedback. And it goes without saying, the fact that no one bought it is not about you. It doesn't mean that people don't like you or that you're not cut out for this. It just means that no one wants this product the way it's been offered. And it's really your role to get to the bottom of that and find out what they do actually want by having those real and genuine conversations with people. Sometimes it's not actually the online course or product or the, you know, like the actual content or the result transformation or anything like that. That's the problem. Like maybe people do want that, but the way it's presented is not appealing to them. So for example, you might have offered it as an eight-week coaching program with weekly calls, but people would have rather done that at their own pace just when they had the free time. They wanted more of an online course situation. So often we think that people want more, but it's not always true. Sometimes people just want the resources. That is actually feedback that I got after running my mastermind in early 2021 about launching. The feedback I got was that my people would have liked to, for it to be in an online course format instead. Go and listen to episode 10 if you're interested in that story, which is all about picking the right type of digital product. And um, yeah, that was a real learning curve for me is that people really wanted the result but they actually wanted to be able to go through it step by step in their own time and not have to come to weekly calls. They didn't value the coaching side of it as much. So that was really useful information for me. So if you can have conversations with these people who you know were watching your launch, if you launched or maybe you had one-on-one -on -one conversations with them, reach out to them and see if you can strike up to that conversation. So you can always send out a why didn't you buy email afterwards and if they respond to this email about why they didn't buy and give you some information, then just ask them, go back to them and ask them if you can hop on a Zoom with them for five to ten minutes to dive deeper into it. Because sometimes 
the reason that they'll initially say isn't like the deeper reason. Getting this type of feedback is really worthwhile and it's going to move you closer to your goals. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Just a recap, I've covered why market research is great for finding out more about your potential customers, but not for asking them if they'll buy your product or not and how much they should pay. You've learned all about the power of the pre-sale, and if you've heard of this strategy before but thought it was off or felt a little bit wrong, hopefully I've helped you see that it can only serve you and also has no impact on your customers at all. In fact, it makes the first experience much more hands-on for them as you'll be in contact with them more, so it's actually a win-win. And of course, we've covered what to do if you offer up your new program or course and no one buys. What does this mean? How to handle that? And what you can do next? That's all from me today. See you in the next episode. Thanks, course creators and go-getters. You're incredible, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you haven't done so already, make sure you hit subscribe in your podcast app so you don't miss an episode. If you'd like to find out more about what I offer, head across to loublakely.com. See you next time.